Shadows way too long. You always thought that you were weak, but babe, you're wrong. Yeah, you better step into the light, just give it a try. Think that it's time you let that spark out. You've been hiding in the shadows way too long. Hey, welcome to the Coming Out Late Podcast. I'm Robin, your host, and I'm a late bloomer just like you. We are a part of a rapidly growing, lesser known, or even talked about subset of the queer community. We're a tribe, if you will. And if you're anything like me, when I came out, I was confused, scared. I felt like I was going crazy and I felt all alone and had nobody to talk to. Not to worry, you've come to the right place. In the Coming Out Late podcast, you'll hear real, raw, and relatable Coming Out Late stories. You'll be inspired, informed, and educated, and you'll definitely feel supported. And you can stop feeling like you're living someone else's life and start living your own. So welcome. You have found your tribe. And welcome to the Coming Out Late podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Coming Out Late podcast. I'm your host, Robin, and I am here to entertain and inform and inspire and encourage and hopefully answer some questions or bring up topics that uh, you may have been wondering about uh, on this journey of coming out later in life. It's a crazy journey, a lot of ups and downs and potholes and also wonderful, wonderful things to come and rainbows, of course, and probably a, a unicorn or two. So yeah, sit back, relax. Um, we are going to talk about, well, by now, let's see, by now, you probably have a pretty good idea that you're either bisexual or lesbian, because most likely you have either already kissed a girl or have looked back and thought, hmm, some of those neon signs that I saw back when I was in high school or junior high, now I get it. Now I get it. And, but uh uh-oh, what do we do now? We are married to a man for like 10, 12, 15, 18, 22, and in my case, nearly 30 years before we awaken, before I awoke and realized, I remember the day I was, I was walking through my garage and I said, <gasps> holy shit, I'm gay. Now what? I didn't even oddly question whether I was sure or not. Somehow I just, I knew from all the research I did, that, yeah, oh my gosh, I'm into women now. Now what? Um, In my case, it wasn't too hard because my marriage was going downhill for a long time. Out of the 28 years before I finally filed for divorce, I think 14, the last 14 years were loveless and no affection, no sex, no nothing. Just a lot of emotional abuse and uh, just a lot of resentment and dislike on both parts. So, yeah. So now you know I'm gay. Now what? That's a good question. Well, through this podcast, Coming Out Late, I hope to bring you on a journey, and I hope to be able to help you navigate your own personal journey, because for everybody, it's different. Every single one of us, we have so much in common, so many of the same feelings, thoughts, desires, fears, angst, anxiety, But each of us brings our own 
spin on what our journey is going to look like. And there is no right or wrong to anyone's journey. It's your journey. If it means that you stay with your husband and you two work it out somehow and and you open your marriage and, and he allows you to have a relationship with women, so be it. No judgment. No judgment whatsoever. Um, if you decide you're going to co-parent but stay in the same house and be separated and you each can go date to your heart's content, again, no judgment. If that's what works for you and it works for the kids, it's what's best for everybody involved, then... Um, then by all means, give that a whirl. And just remember, too, that nothing is set in stone. Even though you may think that, okay, this arrangement is is what's best for our family, it can change. You know, you may find you don't want an open marriage and be living under the same roof as your husband or ex-husband, that that's just not working for you. He may find that uh, it's not working for him for some reason. But the, the most important thing is, I believe, communication, that you need to constantly communicate to him uh, what what you're feeling, what you're worried about, your, you know, whatever it is that's going on in your head. And, and hopefully um, that, that is if he's a good guy, if he's somebody you can talk to. I unfortunately in my situation could not. I did not come out to my ex-husband. Um, I could not trust him with the information. And uh, that's for another, that's for another time. But um, by all means, try to keep the lines of communication open. Uh, you know, maybe plan a weekly family meeting with your husband, your ex-husband, and just say what's working, what's not working, what's working for you may not be working for me, yada, yada, yada. So so just know that your journey is your own. No one is going to judge you in this community. And it's okay to change your mind in whatever direction you need to go. If you want to go back in the closet, if that's what works for you. If you want to stay out of the closet, just know that your journey is your own and there's no right or wrong answer. So what I decided to do today is pick a topic from, uh, there are plenty of topics to look at throughout Facebook. Uh, We have a lot of, we've been blessed with a lot of great uh, Facebook groups, including mine. One is called Coming Out Late. The other one is called Coming Out Late Community. And uh, they're both on Facebook. You can find them there. And we are just a collection of a lot of women, a lot of women who find ourselves in this position to, oh my gosh, I think I'm gay or I think I'm bi. Now what do I do? Does anyone else feel like this? I thought I was the only person in the whole world who felt like this. And what a relief, what a sense of relief it was when I found out that, yes, it's a thing. Women leave their husbands to be, to be with other women. And I was astounded. So I'm going to read a question that was posted in Facebook and maybe st- scroll through a few of the answers. And um, just part of it is entertainment. Part of it is, is for sure an education and for information and hopefully to show you that um, you're not the only one thinking about these things. Uh, and I will certainly add my own twist and, and uh, personal experience to this. Um, but this one person who is is or has come out late in life has asked in Facebook, has anyone else started remembering things in your past that were glaring signs of being a lesbian? Like, I'm suddenly remembering my first sexual dreams were always with girls and I was the quote, unquote, boy. I've always been one of the boys, always preferred boys clothes, all the typical boy stuff. 
I've always had tons of guy friends, but girls always made me nervous. And yeah, I can relate to that. I can't say girls made me nervous. I did not experience that, but all of my friends growing up were predominantly boys. I did all the boy stuff. I was my dad's little son that he never got. I was the tomboy. I wore boy clothes. I did boy things. Couldn't stand wearing dresses or those stinking, what were they called? Leotards. Oh my God. Those were the worst. Absolute worst. Didn't like dresses or skirts. Nothing. Um, I played with all the boys in my neighborhood, Phil and Dougie and Kevin, Brian, who else? There were a bunch of us. And we played football, we climbed trees, we played basketball. I loved my matchbox cars way more than I loved that darn Barbie that I got. And uh, yeah, I just, uh, I used to make skateboards out of blocks of wood and old roller skates. I love tools. I love building things. Um, but I just, I don't know. I never gave it a thought. That's just how I grew up. And my dad let me be that way, which was really cool. So yeah, um, didn't have any sexual dreams that where I was the boy. I think I just really, really suppressed things big time. And we will get into that in another discussion. But um, so this one, one, one person uh, responds back and says, oh, yes, LOL. It's funny now looking back on how hard I tried to be, quote unquote, not gay. Um, my first, here's another person. My first feelings around sex started when I was about pretty young, looking through my mom's catalog and came across the bra section. Should have known. I really should have known. LOL. So true. Um, oh, this one poor person said, writes in as a bisexual, everyone made me nervous. My friends were the teachers. LOL. Um, this other woman writes in and says, yep, hindsight is ridiculous. Everyone always assumed I was gay, and I could never understand what their deal was. Looking back, though, I realized I just had no reference. And by the time I was surrounded with gay friends who also asked if I, if I was sure I was straight, I was single-minded about it and was sure I was. Fast forward 20 years, and it was just one giant blinking neon sign after another. I love that. So true. So when I look back, I can actually pinpoint I was about eight or nine years old and my mom had put me in uh, tennis lessons. I was lucky enough to get some tennis lessons. And my instructor was a, was a woman and her name was Candy. I'll never forget her, actually. I don't remember exactly what she looked like. And for some reason, I just found it. I made it my business. I guess I made it my business to just be in her face and get her attention every every which way I could. And I just really wanted to be teacher's pet. I didn't understand what was behind that. I didn't understand what my infatuation with her was. But um, yeah, I definitely uh, had a thing for my tennis teacher, I guess, looking back. And unfortunately, two years later or a year later, when I was 10 years old, my mother passed away. And I think that event probably because I ended up walking through life, sleepwalking through life, and really being quite numb after that experience for a whole lot of years, I think that pushed down and just swept away any chances I had of, of exploring uh, my sexuality at that point. And I've often referred to my reaction to all of that is getting on one of those people movers, like, you know, those those flat people movers at the airport. I think I just numbly got on a people mover 
without giving any thought, and that people mover was the the heteronormativity of life. And I think I just jumped on the heteronormative people mover and proceeded through life um, accepting and uh, not even thinking about or, or questioning or asking twice whether I should be there or not. So I had a brief experience, you know, when I was eight or nine, and I wonder if that's when it starts kicking in at about eight. We should probably uh, ask a psychologist that. And and um, so, yeah, I definitely had, had an experience. And then when I look back, you know, can I see neon signs? I don't know. When I came out to my older daughter, she was 26 at the time, she said, Mom, how could you not have known? She's like, you, you played? You played softball, which I just loved all sports, you know, I said to her. And uh, you like power tools, and you like to wear pants, and I don't know. She went on and on. And I was like, I'm sorry, Meg, I didn't know, okay? I just didn't know. Maybe other people knew before me, but, um, yeah, I didn't know. Um, Let's see. Someone else responds to that about looking back and seeing if they remember any signs of being gay. Um... One woman writes, yes, I remember being jealous of my friend's boyfriend, now her husband of X many years. I remember wearing boy clothes and enjoying male things. I wore a flannel shirt, so comfortable, and now I realize that's also a symbol of being gay. I just recently started to wear them again, and I miss them so much. I had a crew of oddball girls who, to this day, are still some of my best friends, and they happily are awaiting the introduction of my current interest although we are just starting out, so they'll have to wait. Very cute. Um, hmm. Let's see. Some of these are... I Oh, let's see. Okay, so someone else writes, um, I was always, quote, the boy in my fantasy or dreams, and it was always with pretty girls that I went to school with. I wasn't a male in my dream, or I was just the giver, in quotes. When I was little, like real young, I was always the dad when we played house. Most of the girls always argued about not wanting to be the dad, but I had no problem with it. Not that I want to be male, I just had no problem being pretend married to my girlfriends. I always had crushes on my friends. I just didn't connect the dots. I didn't know any gay people till I was full-grown adult. Me too. I didn't know it was an option. Looking back, though, I sure was hella gay. <laughs> That's so funny. Hella gay. Yeah, there were no there were no role models really. Um I don't know how old she is, but uh yeah, back in the the 70s and 80s growing up, I think it was rather hush hush and not a lot of lot of, not a lot of role models. Uh what else? Ah, this is a good one. The first time I ever went to a gay club, it was almost like a spiritual experience. It was the first time I ever felt, in quotes, at home, and like I fit in somewhere. After that, I only ever went to gay clubs on night out, nights out. I never, I never ever felt comfortable in straight clubs. The men I found attractive were always very feminine, androgynous, or gay. During heterosex, I would always have to go into very detailed fantasies in my head for the whole time. I know now that this was me disassociating. So true. So true. So many women I've spoken to have said that they had to disassociate when having sex with their partners, their male partners, or their husbands. Um, yeah. 
Let's see. Wow. This one said, oh, yes, I invented a long-distance boyfriend when I was about 14. I even wrote and sent myself letters so I could pretend to be boy crazy with my friends. I wonder what quote-unquote Clayton is doing now. Wink, wink. (laughs) That's great. But that just goes to show you the pressure of being heteronormative. I mean, that's just... I can't wait till... I I plan on doing an episode on... Um, heteronormativity, but also compulsory, compulsory het, comp het, um, compulsory heteronormativity, because it's, it's a real thing. It's, it's a real thing. Um, let's see. Whoa, I've had dreams of being with women since puberty, but I still love my girl clothes. That's cool. That's okay. Uh, oh, wow. Somebody sent in a senior picture of themselves on a tractor with a cowboy hat on. That's pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Once I was called a lezzy in sixth grade, and I didn't even know what it meant. I had to go back and ask my brother. I also wrote poems, and they were all to girls. I just thought that's what friends did. I hear ya. I mean, we just didn't know. Didn't know. Uh, let's see. Never imagined I was the guy but always had fantasies about women. Also, when I was a preteen, my friends and I would reenact sexual scenes and rub against each other, and I always enjoyed it. Comp het here. Say it isn't so. It is so. Boy, is that true. Uh, let's see. Oh, then we get into religion. Um, hmm. Let's see. Oh my gosh, yes. When I watch hetero porn, I pretended I was the guy pretending I'm having sex with her. Laughed my ass off. Not normal I've since found not normal I've since found out. Uh that's pretty normal. <laughs> I think that's pretty normal. Hey, you know, what is normal? Whatever you're feeling is what's normal. Let's see. When I was like tenish, I shaved my head and told my sister I wanted to be a boy and my name was Scott. LOL. I didn't know anything about lesbians or bisexual or anything. I just knew at the time I liked girls, but nothing came about it. Ignored my feelings, had kids, got married, dot, dot, dot. Yep. That dot, dot, dot. Uh, I remember when I was going... Uh, no, I, was, I remember when I was doing my training, someone called heterosexuality as what is normal, and I blew up. I was so mad. All my life, I've gravitated to anyone in the LGBTQIA plus community. I even remember being infatuated with this ginger goddess all through middle and high school. I convinced myself it was because I wanted to be her. Yeah, I can relate to that, too. Yep. Um, oh, this is cute. I bring up things to my girlfriend and show her pictures of me as a teen. And she's like, yep, there's your sign. And you really didn't know? And I really didn't at all. Until, of course, I look back on it now. We did a play in church as a teen for a week. And all, what? As a teen for a week. And all the plaid that I wore, I was a farmer's daughter, was my own closet. That in and of itself isn't the sign, but it sure added up. Let's see. Someone else wrote, yeah, there are a couple signs that stand out to me, like loving women on women, porn, women on women porn, way more than hetero, and sizing up any girls or women I met and whether they'd be gay or at least gay for me. Hmm. Boy, I just didn't go there. I didn't have those kind of those kind of um, feelings or awarenesses. But uh, 
doesn't mean I wasn't gay. I think I fell into the comp het, compulsory heteronormative of everything. So let's see. Let's see. Yeah, I look back and it's so obvious. And I've never had a sex dream with men. It's always been with multiple women. Wow. Yep. I hear you. Oh, someone else wrote so many signs, LOL. It's frustrating. And and that's a good point. You know, um, so many people say that they wish they could make up for lost time. They wish they had known sooner. Um, but, you know, I just look at it as I know for me and my journey, it happened in the order and in the speed and in the time in which it was meant to happen. I don't think knowing how my life unfolded that it would have been helpful or easy to do what I did and come out late. At the age of 54, I might remind you. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think, I, I I just accept it, you know. I mean, I'm not dead yet, so I still feel like I have time to, to hopefully catch up and have fun, which I have been doing. I mean, it's life has been very, very good to me. I think, I think just the coming out process and living my true, authentic self, not closeted to anyone, with the exception of right now recording this episode in a closet, I am not closeted to anyone. And that is a very freeing, very freeing feeling. And I can't help but um, but know that, that the time was right for me, you know, and, and I encourage everybody out there to not worry about the timing of this all. It just is. And embrace you and you can get through this, and together we will get through this. And I encourage you to remember that it's um, it's better late than never, because it's never too late. Thank you. If you want to get in touch with me, send me an email, drop me a note at comingoutlater at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Send me some notes about what topics you want to hear, or if you want to tell me your story. If you'd like me to read it on the podcast, I can. Um, again, that's Robin at comingoutlater at gmail.com. Well, it's not Robin at. I'm Robin. My email address is comingoutlater at gmail.com. It's better late than never, and it's never too late. If you're looking for your people, your community, and a safe place to learn and get answers to your questions, then come join the conversation. Come join us in our private Facebook group, Coming Out Late Community, because we all know it's better late than never, and it's never too late. So-